Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Elise Braun from Anthemus. Elise, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you, Brad. It's so great to be on. Really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. I'm really excited to chat today. So Elise, can you tell me a bit about yourself and about your company and your role and what you do? Brad, thank you for having me. It's been um, a pleasure already. My name is Elise Brown. I've spent over a decade within the financial services industry, everywhere from Bernstein, JP Morgan, a brokerage called Edward Jones, then a marketing capacity. Within marketing, I've done everything from brand, PR, comms, programming, events. It's been really just a tremendous journey within my career to have led me actually to be at Anthemus Group which is an investment platform. We're a global investment platform. We've been around over a decade. We were founded by Amy Nakis and Sean Park. So we are co-founded by a woman. We have around 54% of our employees that are also women, which I think matters, especially within an industry that is oftentimes dominated by men. Always say that, I mean, Amy and Sean did it right when they were creating Anthemus. We love to say that we deploy human intellectual and financial capital in service of the world. We have around 190 fintech companies. We were truly the first movers in fintech and we're going to continue to grow. So I'm super excited to get into a little bit about what we do day in and day out. That's awesome. So you have a bit of a unique role you're telling me about. So you do both the internal marketing aspects for Anthemus and then also advisory work. Tell me a bit about that and what that entails. Within the venture capital side within the Anthemus Group, I run all of marketing. So I have a team that is doing everything from events, PR comms, content editorial manager, but also what many people always say, when you're a marketer within the venture capital side, you're also consulting with their companies. I know I previously stated we had around 190 plus companies within our company that we've invested in. Through that, we also do a lot of work in consulting with those companies. So helping them really grow into the company they want to be through a variety of different marketing initiatives. So I'll consult on everything from marketing organizational design. Hey, let's talk about what Google ads mean. So anything and everything as it relates to how do I get to the next level in terms of marketing my company for greater growth? That's awesome. So one of the things you mentioned that that you're really focused on is, uh, you know, attracting, building an audience, building a brand. Uh, really, you know, leading the charge there in marketing. What are the sorts of things that you're thinking about right now uh, for the rest of the year as we head into next programs, initiatives, strategy, all that stuff? Yeah, so the biggest thing for me, and I'm really going to focus on like how I'm building Anthemus, Anthemus groups, I think that's really important. But I'll also talk to you a little bit about what I share with the companies I consult with too as well. Like I said, quite a few fintech companies that we have invested in. Right now, we are heads down, really focused on really creating an experience. So that's through events. That's through the content that we produce for our various audiences. What we found is that people really want to be in the immersed in the day-to-day. They're really just retaining as much information they can about what's going on in the world. As we know more than ever, it's been a really, really interesting few years through COVID, through George Floyd. So a brand matters, relationship marketing matters. And I feel like that's something that we think about day in and day out here. And one of the things I would say activations that we really went all in on this year was events. 
normally I wouldn't have said that previously, but what I found is after COVID, people wanted to have that one-on-one experience again, in-person experience that they weren't getting. And events also allow us to repurpose the content. So for us, it's like, we're going to spend the money. Let's do something with it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I know for myself, I've uh, been, you know, attending more and more events, so, you know, headed out to Europe here soon. And very much, I think there's a hunger for events after a year or two of really not much going on. Absolutely. I think 100%. I'm, and I think everyone also thinks like you too, Brad. I mean, our events have been so busy. And before we did do webinars, like virtual, that also like yielded great responses. But it's that in-person experience that people are looking to do. And we've done amazing events, by the way, like an astrology for business, like things that people maybe wouldn't think of doing just to really have people think about just the evolution of their business, how they work with teams, how they work with other people a bit differently. So as we all know, there's an interesting economic climate kind of going on right now. And, um, you know, that's going to have impacts on marketing and every function of the way companies operate. What are things you think are important to think about from a marketing and a brand perspective right now, given the current economic challenges, both for yourself um, in, in marketing efforts and then advisory uh, type of stuff for other companies that you're advising? The advice I've been giving and what I've been doing this internally, and it makes it easier because we are a women-led organization and we built Anthemis Group on the premise of really cultivating change in the financial system. So that's through how we invest, how we move in the world of finance. So for me, it made things a lot easier to come in here and do what I need to do. So first and foremost, anytime you have any type of brand, it's so important to be purpose-led. People care about authenticity more than ever, especially everything that's been going on from a climate perspective. I would also say demand gen is super, super essential more than ever. The reason I say that is because the way that folks are retaining or people audiences are retaining information is much different. They want you to take them along the journey with you. So just not sell to them, but provide them resources, provide them a way to get the information at their fingertips along the funnel. Before it was just kind of like, let me share this information and then we're done. No, they want you to take, they want you to take them along the journey and make them a smarter individual with more insights, more of an understanding of what they need to do to either make a better investment, make a better decision, et cetera. So those are the two things that are most important for me when I even think about fintech marketing in general. It's the brand, purpose-led, being authentic, being transparent, but it's also the demand gen. What materials are you providing along the funnel throughout a variety of different channels to provide them that insights? Yeah, we've been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of demand marketers recently, and everyone's like, interested in, you know, how do you do this? How do you do it well? From a program standpoint, what sorts of activities or strategy or programs should companies have when it comes to demand gen? I would say just think about what they're doing across the channels. I think the channels are essential. The first thing is when you think about content, providing regular pieces of content, depending on what's going on with the climate, but also not only just a tutorial, having having it be like an open line for communication. So just not drop them content, be like, this is how you can talk to us through X, Y, and Z. 
we were um, during COVID doing a lot of video content, which was super helpful with the Female Innovators Lab Fund that we have. And the content was around how to create a content marketing engine for startups, how to fundraise in a variety of different climates. So that was super helpful to not only get the inbounds we needed from like a startup standpoint, but also become those subject matter experts in front of the investors that we ultimately want to be investing in Anthemus Group. So I would say the key is do your research, identify ways to disseminate the information to your audiences, understand what they want to hear, but do it in a way where you're taking them along the journey and giving them that information. So for me, it's blogs, events, and video content, all of which can be repurposed, slice and dice on different mediums. I love that. And uh, that kind of leads into our next thought of discussion is these emerging channels. So things like video, YouTube, LinkedIn, podcast. What's your take on all these? Uh, should companies be using them? Uh, how? And, and just high level take on all this. I feel like for podcasts, I've always loved a good podcast. But if you're going to do a podcast, just make sure it's a little bit different than most. Even when I think about your podcast, I love it. I was listening to some incredible marketers that got on. It's like, you're really talking about the nitty gritty and sharing information with other marketers or other viewers that might want to be in marketing to help them become a better marketer. People either want to hear a crime thriller or they want to, or they want to basically listen to quote unquote, a self-help tutorial on how they become a better business mind or even just a person in general. So for me, if you're going to do a podcast, just don't do it because everyone's doing a podcast, make it make sense. And I've seen some really successful podcasts externally. We've done one on hacking finance that's continuously being revitalized. But our partner, Sean Park, our founder, excuse me, Sean Park, and um, one of our insights gurus, David Galbraith, they do this incredible podcast on hacking finance. It's one of our great sister companies that really talks about even more of a futuristic lens on like fintech and what does it mean even years and years to come. So if anyone listens to it, please check it out. But I think that if you're going to do a podcast and make it make sense, video content, I've always been really, really, really into. The reason being is that people love to feel like they are a part of the conversation. And when you see someone on video, you're already just ingrained and hanging on every single word they're saying. And it's really been great for us, but it's a large lift. Make it interesting, but have the budget to do it and make sure that you're amplifying the way you need to. And then I would say blogs. I hate to say it. I know people don't want to talk about it, but LinkedIn and the blogging being done in LinkedIn is kind of incredible. It's becoming a dear diary of sorts, but for the business minds, which I appreciate it. And I think Medium is still that, like we still do a lot of, I would say, content development on Medium, just because a lot of other VCs do it on Medium too as well. And it's like a place for the ecosystem come together and convey. So I think it's it's been good, but I've been seeing more and more folks, even us trying to transfer a lot of things we do on LinkedIn, just because it's really, I would say, yielding some incredible results in terms of um, just traction from various audiences. I love that. Yeah, I know I personally will read a lot of medium blogs of, you know, different VCs and tech and startups and all this. And that's a great point to kind of bring some of that content over to LinkedIn, maybe repurpose some of it, YouTube and podcasts, all that stuff. Yeah. And let's not forget social. Listen, social has been a really, really good place for inbounds for us when we think about getting in front of startups in that community and getting in front of entrepreneurs that are building something incredible. That's why we consistently are on Twitter and LinkedIn in particular, 
it just continues to be the one-stop shop for really getting a lot of those inbounds that we so feel like are, is necessary to our business. Well, as we're wrapping up here, I'd love any last thoughts on the future of marketing or even fintech marketing, advice you have for others, Any anything as we wrap up. So I would say my biggest advice for others is a few things. I spoke about it previously, but demand gen, you need to be on top of that and really understand what is it going to mean for every part of your funnel. Like don't lead with sales, lead for more of an authentic approach where you're taking everyone along the journey, which will in turn make that audience a richer, a richer customer in the end. Second, I would say brand, like your brand needs to matter, be purpose-driven, And then lastly, because I really don't think it's that hard. When you are hiring for marketing folks in your forefront, think about what does diversity mean for you? Create a diverse and inclusive environment because I think that is going to matter more than anything. And that's going to help you become more innovative, more sharp in terms of keeping a pulse on what's happening from a digital transformation standpoint. All around, I think that's what's really helped Anthemus Group be who we are today because we have a globally distributed diverse team at the forefront. And so that is what I'll leave you with. Awesome. I love that. And thanks so much, Elise. It's been amazing to have you on. Thank you.